This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. I love your podcast. This is gold. This is where it's at. What's up, podcast fam? Happy Monday. Today, my guest is Adele Archer from Eternova. Adele is the CEO and co-founder, and I recently came across this company, and I had to reach out because I love what they are doing. In short, they are a company that celebrates lives by making diamonds from ashes. They have a crazy, very scientific, eight-month-long, intricate process to create diamonds from ashes, and they're really helping people along the way on their grief journey, you know, take the ashes of their loved one and turn them into this beautiful diamond, this beautiful stone that can be worn, carried, and taken with you for your life and passed down from generation to generation. I really love Adele's story, what they're working on, and I just think that they are going to have such an incredible impact on people who have experienced significant loss in their life by creating this keepsake and you know this diamond that you can take with you that will mean the world to those people. So wanted to bring her on to share her story, a little bit about her business and building her dream life. Before we jump into it, please take a moment and share this episode with a friend. Subscribe to us at Bits of Gold and tag us on your Instagram story if you find this episode valuable, interesting, inspiring. With that being said, enjoy this episode. Adele, thanks so much for coming on Bits of Gold today. Yeah, of course. Thanks for having me, Dan. Really, really appreciate you coming on the show. I recently came across across your brand. You guys recently announced some fundraising. Is that right? Yeah, that's right. Oh, I think that's how I caught eye of what you guys are working on. And <laughs> I saw it and I, I had to reach out just a little bit on my backstory and really what drew me to your brand. So I'm 26 years old. I lost both my parents by 25, mm-hmm. my dad at 20, my mom at 25. And um, when I saw what you're building, I was like, wow, if only this existed just a few years ago. But maybe just to kick off the show, we could dive into a little bit about your business because I'm sure people are uh, wondering who are listening. Yeah, absolutely. And, and by the way, what are your parents' names? Sharon and Mark. Sharon and Mark. Nice. I always want to take a moment to just acknowledge the remarkable people that, you know, continue to be a part of our everyday life. And so I think that's really important. Thanks for sharing that with me. Yeah, I mean, so we actually, we started a turnabout out of a very personal loss myself. You know, so my business partner, Garrett, and I originally, what was very interesting, we were starting a regular lab-grown diamond company. And I had, you know, we were kind of looking at all these different avenues in this industry. And, you know, it it was a total like business student exercise. And then I had my very close friend and my business mentor around that time get diagnosed with pancreatic cancer. And pretty quickly, uh, Tracy passed away. And she was just like one of the most amazing and special and 
you know, just, just extraordinary people I've ever met. Like, I think we all have somebody that once in a lifetime, you know, we're really a product of the, how that person kind of nurtured us and, and took us under their wing. And I was just really fortunate to get that gift of what unbelievable mentorship really feels like. And so when Tracy passed, she didn't have any kids and she wasn't married. And so it just felt like really personally important to me and to her aunt and a couple other people that were really close with her to find a way to honor Tracy and ensure that she wasn't forgotten. You know, if if she doesn't have kind of this uh, this family tree to be, you know, keeping her story alive, then it's on us. And so I, that's what, you know, originally kind of drove me to starting to look at like, well, what are the different things you could do with ashes? And like, what are the ways that we could honor, you know, our, our most important people? And, uh, you know, that was what was so eye opening was just like, wow, you know, this is a space that feels like it hasn't been modernized in centuries. And it's so old school. And, you know, all of these trinkety things, you know, and so I just wasn't finding anything that felt special enough for her. And then it was over dinner with one of the diamond scientists that they even mentioned that this would be a possibility that there's carbon in ashes. And that if, you know, we could extract the carbon from Tracy's ashes, that one of these scientists could actually help me grow a diamond from the carbon in her ashes. And he like blew my mind. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm like, okay, yeah, 100%. I need to do this. Regardless of, you know, wherever this goes, like I need a diamond for Tracy because that's amazing. And it just so happened that that was just kind of this um, fortuitous pivot in our entire business, you know, that actually turns out a lot of other people would love to do this. And that was the origin story of Eternova. At that moment, you're at that dinner, you realize you could turn ashes into a diamond. Your mind was completely blown. Oh my God. Yeah. I was like, (laughs) what? Are you serious? And he didn't even know that, you know, she like that I was looking for how to honor somebody. You know, there was one other company at the time that was doing it you know, kind of the other part of it was, you know, I went to go start the process of that company and, you know, was just so enamored by the technology, but ended up having kind of a negative experience. And so I think that was what was really the the call to us was like, man, like this is such an amazing way to honor somebody. And, you know, no wonder it hasn't really been known because it feels like this is getting executed on wrong. It's It's as much about knowing who the person is and making sure that there's a really wonderful experience around it. And, acknowledging that we're the company that has your loved one in their guardianship and you know you've got to trust us and and it's it's so much more than just a diamond that you're ordering from us so that was really what we set out to build with Eternova. Mm. So before that you were already working on lab grown diamonds. Mm-hmm. Were you already in business or you were just starting tinkering with that idea? Yeah, yeah, so I mean we were we were doing all the kind of uh, you know market development research of do we go up the supply chain down the supply chain like you know doing a lot of analysis on what was the best business model so it was literally as part of that exercise that all of a sudden this thing came out of left field and you know just felt really personally important for me to do anyway and Mm. it's funny how life does that sometimes you know it's like you won't be looking for something and then all of a sudden you're like nope i i'm being called to do this and i know i need to do this yeah that's that's really powerful obviously if you can find that thing that's calling you. Right. So Tracy, that was your mentor's name? Yeah. How do you connect with Tracy? Do you, Are you open to talking a little bit about Tracy? Oh, yeah, of course. I, I love talking about Tracy. <laughs> yeah, I mean, she is, she is just like the mo- one of the most extraordinary people. And I think I'm really fortunate because I get to talk about her every single day. I don't think that many people get to say that about, you know, their important people that they've lost because culturally we are pretty bad with grief, you know, and people get kind of weird about it and they don't 
want to engage and so they don't know what to say and so then they avoid talking about it and like I think we all kind of want to talk about our loved ones and you know keep their stories alive so yeah so Tracy she what's so unique about her I'd say is that we just had this like very special relationship I wrote a whole post on Thrive Global about this it was like early in my 20s that she started mentoring me and she was on her way to becoming an executive coach and so I was kind of her guinea pig for like learning how to coach executives. So every single week I was over at her house and we would just be talking through like, you know, different challenges I was facing. And, you know, it was at a time in my life where I really struggled with anxiety in my early 20s. And she just helped me through that, you know, and, and there was just like such a gift of feeling so invested in by somebody and, you know, that she would just go to the end of the earth, like looking for all these different kind of tools and checking in and seeing how I was doing. And, you know, just to be that like attentive and loving, you know, it's something that'll stay with me my the rest of my life and is a gift that I look forward to paying forward, you know, to somebody one day and, and knowing now what great mentorship felt like, you know, that was just one of her many gifts. Mm. How do you guys originally connect? Um, so she was VP of customer success at my brother-in-law's company in New York. And um, I was working at a startup at the time here in Austin. It was like my first job out of, you know, getting an MBA. And I was supposed to set up this customer success program. And I had no idea how to do that. And so my brother-in-law put me in touch with Tracy. And she was happy to walk me through it all, like A to Z, gave me her playbook, you know, was checking up, checking in. And then she called me a couple months later and was like, hey, I'm moving to Austin. I have this new opportunity. I have no friends there. Like, want to get dinner. Would love to, uh, would love to catch up. And that was just kind of the beginning of a really beautiful friendship. Ironically, it ended up being that the new company she was joining had a, a very intense CEO and I had a very intense CEO and both of us ended up getting fired. So that was like <laughs> our initial bonding was licking the wounds of <laughs> leaving these companies and finding companies that ended up being wonderful fits for us. And so I just, we went through a lot together and, uh, and yeah. How old was she when she passed? She was uh, 47 when she oh, passed. So really yeah. young. I mean, yeah, like from diagnosis to passing was literally three months. You know, she'd, she diagnosed herself, unfortunately. And, you know, I think that that's just like a pretty crazy thing to have to to have to go through. And especially as somebody who's really ambitious, you know, I think that was like her big thing was, you know, I, I have this whole legacy that I plan to leave, you know, am, am I getting cut short on that? And like, will people even remember me because I haven't had a chance to leave my mark yet. And I think that's what for me personally was just really important um, was a showing her that, of course, you've already affected so many lives. And her aunt did an amazing job of this. She created a Facebook group and had all of these people from all walks of Tracy's life submit stories. And like, up till, you know, days before passing, she was reading all of these stories at her bedside. And, you know, I think for me personally, kind of that continued legacy that she leaves is like, she was my business mentor, right? And so getting to build a turn of it now with Tracy's story at the foundation of it, you know, just feels like, this is a part of her legacy that continues, you know? Mm, yeah, absolutely. I have a really few like close mentors. And the way I look at them is like, even beyond being a mentor to me in business, they're like a brother first, right? Like I yeah. can call them and rely on them for everything. So I can't imagine, I'm sure. What was it like when she first told you that she was sick? Mm, yeah, I mean, I remember like, I, I think we all do, right? When we kind of first get the news. Well, I was in Napa at the time and I was walking down the street and she's like, Hey, 
you know, are you sitting down? I was like, no, I'm not sitting down, you know, but it, it's fine. Just let me know. And, uh, you know, she told me, okay, well, it's, I, I kind of figured out what that back pain was. And it turns out it's stage four pancreatic cancer. And, you know, I think I went to a place of like, I'm, I'm a very problem solving, you know, type person. I was like, okay, well, it's fine. Like we got this, like immediately into like, you know, whatever you need, I got your back. Like, we're going to fight this and we're going to see it out. You know, I think what was the harder phone call for me was about a month later after she got her first chemo treatment, she called and was like, okay, you know, hey, that that was just brutal. And I've decided to stop the treatment. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm, I'm sure there's there's people can that can relate to this. But you know, I think that's that's something that's really challenging about loss, you know, sometimes is that it's not always your choice to, you know, not everybody wants to fight it out. And, accepting that decision, you know, and, and uh, respecting it and figuring out how you move forward from there. It's, it's a lot of confusing emotions, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Like prior to this, did you experience any loss like in your family? Or was this like the first, let's call it significant loss in your life? Or you had experienced loss previous? previously. Yeah, I had I had had some loss previously, but nothing like this where it was, you know, I think it's, it's, it is, there's all different kinds of losses, but when you're losing someone too soon, um, you know, and, and there's a bit of a, a choice involved, it's, I think it's one kind of grief. And, you know, I, I lost my 98 year old grandmother who was like the matriarch of our family. And, you know, there's certainly like grief that's there and missing them, but not quite the same of like, you know, that, you know, she had a, she lived a beautiful, incredible, amazing life, you know? And so I think it's, it's quite different. Yeah. Some other people who have come on the show who have experienced significant loss. One theme we've spoken about before is like the difference between, you know, a tragedy versus someone living their entire life and dying. It's obviously still sad, devastating, mm-hmm. not 47 years old or young, 47 years young and passing away suddenly. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, I think it's important to kind of like tap into what those emotions are, you know, that you're feeling because, you know, it's, it is going to like every loss is going to affect you differently. And um, a lot of the time it's, it's, there's emotions that are underlying your, you know, day to day life that are important to tune into because it's trying to tell you something, you know? Yeah, absolutely. I'm curious, you're actually one of the first people I want to say that I've had on who's talking openly about loss from like a friend and mm-hmm. It's funny because I mentioned it to you. I'm I'm very involved with the an organization Experience Camps, which is a free one week camp for kids kids ages nine to sixteen that have lost a loved one. Mm-hmm. And um, my listeners are probably like so sick of hearing about this organization. But um, a lot of people I don't want to say a lot a, a good chunk of volunteers have experienced some significant loss. Yeah, and there's a few people there who uh, have found the organization, and it's different when it's let's say like loss is different, obviously for everyone. Mm-hmm. Grief is different for everyone. Mm-hmm. But you're the first person I I think I've had on the show who's talking openly about losing a friend, losing a mentor. Mm-hmm. How do you cope? How do you move forward? What was that like with someone who, who, you know, had such an impact in your life? Yeah. I mean, you know, there's a few thoughts there. I, I think like what I hear from our customers a lot is um, you kind of have to tune out everybody around you and and how they might judge your grief, you know, because I think losing a good friend or a mentor, people might be like, you know, oh, well, that's, 
at least it wasn't a family member or, you know, they're going to try to compare loss or they're going to, uh, you know, to judge your feelings around it. And, and nobody really understands the relationship that you had with somebody or the connection that you have with somebody outside of you. And so if it's a really important and meaningful connection, those feelings are valid. And so that was, you know, something that I don't, I don't know if I was super outward in, in processing her loss with other people until I started a turn of a, mm. uh, because I just, you know, I, I wanted to make sure that, you know, our, our relationship was, was given the reverence that it deserved and not kind of looked down upon by, you know, outside looking in people being like, well, I mean, at least it wasn't family kind of thing. Sorry, I don't mean to cut you off, but I just love that you said that because I do think it's funny how some people will judge loss like, oh, like mm-hmm. it was just the pet, you know, some yeah. I'm just using that as an example, but that's, that's probably like a, a common theme, but um, 100%. loss sucks. It doesn't matter who it is, when it happens, yeah. how old you are, how young you are. It sucks no matter what. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Oh my gosh. It's so true. And, you know, I say that to our customers all the time. If they've lost a grandparent, they'll be like, well, I shouldn't feel so bad because they've had a long life. You know, no, I mean, that's how you feel is completely a reflection of the role that that person served in your life. And, you know, it's, it's telling you something, you know, the depth of your pain is also the reflection of your love. And yeah, I think what has been really important to me, uh, you know, in with Tracy, but, you know, I think this is really reflected in Eternova's kind of entire ethos is I think when you experience a traumatic event or a loss, there's a window of time in the wake of that loss that you're starting to form meaning around what that is and what that means and what you choose to focus on and what you choose to give, you know, meaning to that event, I think does have an impact on where you end up over the long run, you know, and and there's a path to healing through pain versus getting stuck. And, you know, my goal with Tracy has always been to capture just everything that I learned from her. She had so much wisdom, like so much wisdom. And it's just like, for her to pass at 47, and the world not to really get to fully capture what she had in her brain, you know, to me feels like such a missed opportunity. So I've blogged about her a lot. You know, I've, I've taken my notes from our coaching sessions and literally posted them online. And you know, um, everything that we do with Eternova is, is really like, what are these kind of legacy projects that we can be working on that keep our loved one's legacy alive, that we're an active part of making sure everything that they worked on a lifetime doesn't just end, you know, the day that they pass, that we can mm. continue to pay that forward. I love that. Obviously, it sounds like Tracy gave you and taught you so much, but was there anything like last bits of advice that she gave you? Like, it sounds like, you know, she knew that she was terminally ill. Is is there mm-hmm. any like parting wisdom or advice that, that she gave you? Mm, yeah. Oh my goodness. There's so many. <laughs> I'll have to send you my, my blog that I wrote that was like all my lessons from Tracy. But I would say, I mean, she just had such an unbelievable zest for life and it was so energizing and inspiring and just any challenges that she ever faced, she just had such a good attitude about, you know, she was a VP of customer success for a reason, any customer issue or major escalation. And she was just like, first to hop on the call and be like, Hey, what's going on? Let's figure this out. You know? And I think that was her attitude about everything. Whenever she hit a roadblock, whenever she hit a challenge, there was always a book that had an answer. There was, you know, plenty of research we could do. There was just a 
like, here's a problem, let's just go solve it. And I think that ability to not have things affect you negatively, and then to wholeheartedly believe that answers are within your are within a you know your your fingers of of finding them it's just a really empowering perspective you know it it's a very take control of your life kind of outlook and i just think she modeled that so unbelievably mm. i'd love to see the blog i'll put it in um our our like show notes for for listeners as well awesome yeah it's, i love that <laughs> it's funny how in some ways death can be a really good teacher yeah it sounds like that's something that you've thought about quite a bit Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. It's so true. And we hear that echo through all of our customers too, you know, is there's as much as there is in what you've lost, there's a meditation on what you've gained through having that, in that, you know, relationship in your life. And I think there's, there's so much that we learn and there's just a beauty and a grace that we start to see that without a painful event, we may not have ever noticed. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Literally, the the driving force behind this podcast and what inspired me to start this is through the losses that I've experienced, mm-hmm. I think so differently today about time, Yeah, you know, the time we have on earth and like really what made me want to start the show and create this platform is to help inspire people to think differently about their time and know that their time on earth is limited. I mean, every single day when I wake up, really what's the driving force behind everything I do is I look myself in the mirror and I say, knowing I'm going to die, how do I want to spend the limited time I have on earth? And like, that's really the message that I hope to, to share and like instill in people because ultimately everyone knows that death is a part of, of life. But I think far too many people live life as if we're going to be here forever, as if our time is forever. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. Couldn't agree more. And I think that that's like, People ask us all the time. They're like, oh, like your line of work must be so hard. It must be so depressing, like hearing these stories all the time. And we're like, no, I mean, it's it's one of the greatest gifts that you can imagine. We're getting on the phone with people that, you know, are sharing the most remarkable connection in the world to them. And, you know, what, like, A, you're not going to get a diamond if you weren't just like an awesome human. <laughs> like, nobody's going to want to like, you know, have a diamond made and like have you close to their heart the rest of your life if you didn't, you know, do something right over a lifetime in terms of how you treated other people and where you spent your time. And I think in hearing those stories, there is just so much inspiration and our team, you know, all the time we say like, I go home and I treat my boyfriend differently as a result of hearing those stories. I call my dad more. I am a better sister to my brother because I just hear all of these role models of people that were unbelievable, you know, and, and it's important to stay close to that. Mm, absolutely. I want to get into a little bit more about how a turn of a gets started. Um, mm-hmm. So you're sitting at this dinner, you're already looking to get into lab grown diamonds. You have this aha moment that, hey, we could turn ashes into diamonds. Like how soon after are you like, this is going to be the business? Is it that night? Is it that minute? Is it the next morning? Take me through that process. I think it was, you know, having, it, it's really interesting when you start a company and like you are your own customer. I think there's just like a, an insight that you have that a lot of people don't. So I'd just gone through this whole process of exploring the entire industry and looking at all these different options. And so I just felt like I had so much conviction. I was like, guys, like, this is so broken. Like there is such an opportunity here. You know, I've, I've been looking and I, I know this firsthand and, you know, so 
when we heard about the ability to do this, it was like, again, regardless of whether there is a business or not, I do believe there is. I want to do this for Tracy. So we're going to go figure this out. But, you know, I, I just feel like we, we knew from the beginning that this was something that would work. And then, I mean, it was just like quite a crazy supply chain really to set up, you know, a lot of the scientists that we work with um, and the best scientists, you know, for the type of diamond technology that we use and, you know, um, purifying the ashes to carbon, like these were really hard to find individuals that mostly were not in the United States. And so it was like literally flying all over the world, hunting these people down, convincing them to do this with us, you know, but I think when you have that level of conviction and belief and, you know, whatever it takes, I want to do this, you know, that's, that's where a lot of great businesses start. Um, so that was how we set up the supply chain. And fortunately, when we put our first version of the website together and we launched it live, I mean, the traction was just unbelievable and immediate. You know, we just started getting multiple, multiple orders. And, you know, we looked at each other and we're like, yeah, this is going to work. So you launch, you make the website go Mm -hmm. live, you post probably on your network. Mm -hmm. I'm sure you did some things to, to market at the beginning, but were you getting just an onslaught of interest and people ordering or... Like you were like, oh, we have a business from the get go. Yeah, I mean, certainly like we're always going to be kind of a lower volume. It's higher, you know, kind of average order value. But I remember our first customer was a gentleman in Canada. I mean, just a total sweetheart. His name's Bryce. And he ordered our two largest diamonds, red diamonds at the time for him and his wife, for his daughter, Kalista, who they had lost about a year prior. And When I got on the phone with Bryce, he's like, well, you know, I have an education fund and what else am I going to do with this, you know, but to do something beautiful for her and to be able to have, you know, our daughter with us all the time and, and be able to talk about her and have her, you know, in a beautiful new form. And I mean, from that first phone call, it was like, holy cow. I mean, this is some of the most meaningful things that we could possibly imagine doing for people. But I actually don't think we fully realized that yet. You know, we thought we did. But then as we started working with all of these customers and going through the process of just including them, you know, we wanted to be very transparent. This is a very intricate process. It takes like seven to eight months to do this. And there's multiple different stages. And so we were just sending people pictures and videos and updates and like educating them, involving them just so they felt good about, hey, my loved one's in good hands. And we were just getting these like unbelievable outsized reactions, you know, people saying like, oh my God, like they see the rough diamond grown for the first time. And they would be like, I'm at work and I'm crying. And like I showed everybody in my office and then I emailed it to my friends and family (laughs) and like, oh my gosh, you have no idea what this is doing. And you know, that was, I feel like our next huge insight was like, whoa, the journey around the diamond is actually as important as the diamond itself. Mm, I love that so much. I Yeah, you know, I'm just thinking what I love about what you're doing is it's not like any other diamond that you, you could buy, right? So oh, yeah. uh, the meaning behind the diamond is just, it is just like a wow, you know, I'm just sitting here thinking about it. I love it. <laughs> so what's the process like from the beginning to end if, if someone wanted to go about, you know, getting one made? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So typically what they'll do is um, they'll come on our website and they can either chat with our team first and do a consultation and just kind of go through the whole process, or they can right off the bat order the welcome kit, which is how they will start the process. In that welcome kit is everything they need to package up half a cup of ashes. So it's actually a really small amount and then be able to pick out their diamond. We have different example diamonds and we personalize everything. I mean, we really 
from the first call that we have with somebody, like one of the first things we do is just, you know, at their comfort level, if they're ready for this, but we talk about who their loved one is and like what they were like, and, you know, really just make it extremely personal. So in that welcome kit, they get a personalized video from our team, just like checking in, touching base, talking about their loved one. And then when they return the kit with the ashes inside, that's when we start the process. We have a really special tradition that we do called inaugurations. You can tune into our Instagram Tuesdays and Thursdays and literally hear the stories of all the remarkable people that we're starting the diamond journey for. So a big part of the entire diamond journey end to end is talking about all of these amazing people. We have videographers on staff that do cool tribute videos to them. We talk about them a lot on our social media. So there's a lot of kind of continued celebration over that period of time. And then as we're going through the diamond journey, we're sending um, both our customer and all of their friends and family that want to follow along monthly updates, which gives them something really positive to look forward to and, you know, kind of a something that they can share with others that's a continued, you know, legacy project, really, that they get to all participate in. So it ends up being kind of this drumbeat of, of positivity and anticipation and, you know, build up until the diamond finally comes home, which we call the homecoming. Um, and that's just a super special day. A lot of our customers will plan like parties for their homecoming. And, um, you know, it's just a really nice day, eight months, you know, from the funeral where you've had a bit of time to process and to grieve and, you know, to have another opportunity to, to really celebrate somebody. So it's not just so one and done, you know, mm. how long does it take from beginning to end? And the process is about seven to eight months. And it'll depend on the size of diamond and the color of diamond. We can do a bunch of different colors. What's the biggest size you can do? We can go up to three carats now. So we can go pretty big. Ah. <laughs> uh. <laughs> It sounds like the process, like the actual science behind what you guys do is, is it different from like a traditional lab grown diamond or it's, it's very different? Very different, very different. Like the way that I describe it to most people is like, think of it as you're commissioning a diamond to be made from your loved one's carbon. Um, so we're working on every single person individually, one at a time. The first step, which is just to extract the carbon um, from, we can do it from ashes or hair. So technically, if you know somebody was buried, you can absolutely still do this. And so the first step of purifying that carbon out, that's like a month and a half in and of itself. It's super intricate and, and difficult and you know a lot of science involved. And then when we're growing the diamond, our customers are actually ordering a particular diamond up front. They'll say, I want a two carat blue diamond. And we're trying to get one that's really nice and a beautiful clarity. And, you know, so we might even grow that, you know, a few times to get it exactly to their specifications. And, you know, so there's, there's truly a lot of art and science involved. It's not like in other lab grown diamonds, they're just growing them in batches and, you know, as many as the machine can do, and then they cut it all and sell it at market value. We're growing one diamond in the machine at a time. Mm, that makes sense. It sounds like, um, I know you have like a a science page on the yeah. site, but it sounds like it's like completely, uh, totally different, very complex, oh time consuming process. And I also saw, so like via your platform, you guys have people like your customers can create like le legacy pages. I don't know if you call it something. In yeah. Particular. Dedication pages. What are those? I, I love that. Like subtle touch, but, uh, like what are those for, for the people? Yeah. Listening? Um, so we actually just launched these. I'm very excited about them because what we were learning was again, the journey is just as value added because like what it is, is we're parallel processing with someone's grief, right? And so to be able to have something that you can be sharing with other people over time is just going to be so much more supportive than having to grieve in isolation, you know, by yourself. And 
So we're like, well, instead of just having our updates one to one over email, why not, you know, provide a really beautiful experience for their entire community to subscribe to so everybody can follow the diamond journey. And so that's what our dedication pages are is, you know, we capture first, the goal is to really capture who somebody is as a person, because I think we're really missing that still with obituaries. It's so fact based and doesn't really, you know, get to the the personality and the character of somebody. So, it, mm. you know, we've got their photo, we've got their story, we've got their inauguration video, um, which is how we're welcoming them to the attorney of a family and talking about them to our team. That's kept there as a recording. And then the entire diamond journey is documented there. Um, so every single month we're sending, you know, these really personalized story driven updates about their journey and their transformation and all their friends and family can subscribe to the page and they're notified when there's an update. And the call to action is to share to social media, you know, to uh, be allow for more people to participate in this journey and to continue to talk about someone. Because I think that's the other kind of cultural change that we're driving is a continued conversation and openness about talking about somebody after they're gone that, you know, it doesn't need to be so taboo that we, you know, stop talking about our people, you know, say their name. (laughs) Yeah, I'm just laughing because so I'm back in my childhood home now where I grew up and I grew up with my parents and obviously they're, they're both dead now. But, um, Mm -hmm. you know, my, I'm walking my, my new puppy a few weeks ago and a neighbor that like, I don't know, but knew my mom. He's like, is it okay if I tell you something about your mom? Like I loved her so much. And it's like, oh, of course you can say, you know, like you don't even need to ask, you know, but um, <laughs> we say at camp, like some of the, the training during orientation is like, you know, we always say that like, it's okay to use the big D word death, wow. you know, like it's okay to say like, to talk about death or yeah, like, you know, there's, there's people will always ask because it's kids. If we play like a late night elimination game, uh, like mafia, where the mafia kills off uh, kills off someone in the bunk. Is it okay to play like games around death? And the answer is always like, of yeah. course. You know, like it's funny how it is still such a taboo thing. But I'm happy that you guys are you know trying to help change the the conversation there. Yeah, totally. And I think there's an openness right now, like that we've never seen before, to being like people, especially younger people, we for sure see like Gen Z millennials have a very different outlook on death. And there is a willingness to talk about it. And we see things like on TikTok, you know, a 12 year old that might have lost her dad. And we had another one that was 15 that lost her brother. And they did these amazing viral stories talking about why they wanted to get a diamond made and could people Venmo them a dollar to have a, you know, towards this process. And it went totally viral. And it's just like these kids that have gone through loss are just so open to talking about it. You know, and I think it's affecting adults in a in a positive way. You know, we're just seeing higher engagement rates on Instagram. Um, we're very social media first. And the engagement around our content is actually quite amazing, you know, for something that was very taboo. I think there is a cultural conversation that's finally starting to embrace it. Um, so that's really encouraging. Yeah, I love that. I I love the legacy pages because it is so true. I mean, when someone dies, maybe for the first like few days, few weeks, maybe even Mm -hmm. few months, people are still very much, you know, checking in, seeing how you're doing. But there always is eventually a time when everyone's life moves, moves on. And, you know, you're sort of, I think the first week or the first month is a great example of that where like, you know, your friend's even if you love them and they're great people and amazing mm-hmm. friends, they're going to be there for you. They're going to support you. But eventually they sort of move on with their life and you're sort of stuck in the same shitty situation mm-hmm. with the loss that you've experienced. And 
you don't move forward that quickly, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, 100%. You know, and I think that that's something that people just don't understand, though, right? Is uh, they think that grief is um, the seven stages, you know, or whatever that you're supposed to like, <laughs> there, there's another side of it. And, and you surely should have been on the other side by now. And, you know, I think that's a, a big thing that we're working to kind of like break the, uh, like that was misappropriated. That was actually supposed to be the stages of acceptance, you know, or I guess grief of, you know, I'm dying and, and here's what I'm kind of going through. And so we're working with Baylor University right now on putting new research and grief theory out there um, that helps debunk that a bit. Because I, I just don't think a lot of people understand that grief takes a long time and it is kind of never ending. And it's yeah. just as important that you show up for somebody on the one year anniversary of someone's passing as it is that, you know, you're there for them a couple weeks after passing. Yeah, I was going to say it's like a never ending yeah. journey. You you carry it with you for, for life. So you guys raised you guys raised some money. The show really isn't a, a business show. But I'm just curious with that. So you guys recently like announced mm-hmm. the raise. Was that just like to support you guys further growing and getting the word out there more? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think, you know, the way that we really think about Eternova um, is that we're a grief wellness brand, that our mission is to change a culture around death, grief and remembrance. And, you know, so I always say to my team, like, we can't do that playing small. You know, we really got to go swing for the fences if we want to drive, you know, a true cultural change and, you know, redefine an industry that I think it is time to have some really heart-driven brands that provide the experience you really want to have um, around losing a loved one, you know, and being supported through that process. And so for us to do that, um, it does take raising capital, it takes raising awareness. And, you know, really, we have a very ambitious trajectory of, um, you know, diamonds are kind of just the beginning. Uh, I think you'll see us get into other product lines and um, experiences, resources, what do you think you'll get into next? Like what's, what's next for you guys? What's the five-year roadmap? Can you share? Um, well, there's a few things that are more, I would say, uh, surprises, but I think you'll see us extending our product line around memorial, uh, memorial products. Cause we just, we do see such an opportunity that, you know, we lack meaningful ways to honor remarkable people. And, um, you know, you shouldn't have to choose between a bunch of trinkets, you know, in the funeral home when it's your most important person. And so I think there's a lot of, uh, <laughs> product line uh, extension that you'll see us getting into. And, you know, a lot of kind of the experience around what we offer is is really in spirit of like discovering and and unpacking grief wellness as an idea of, you know, how do you Mm. take care of yourself in the wake of loss? I think that that's another area that we've really kind of made a decision around is we're here to serve those that are left behind in the wake of loss. Um, Whereas I think a lot of folks that are in the death care space are thinking about, you know, planning ahead and, and, you know, kind of that stakeholder. It's for us, it's like, well, you know, those that are left behind need to be served just as much. And so really helping people discover what grief wellness means for them and, and being supported over a grieving, you know, over a grieving journey is very important. Mm, that makes sense. My most, like, I have a necklace, I'm not wearing it today, but um, I have a necklace that was my dad's. And that's probably like my most prize possession yeah. that was his and then i have a bracelet that um has my mom's fingerprint mm-hmm. and that's definitely my most prized possession that was my mom's like i'm not wearing <laughs> i just don't happen to, to be wearing either one right now but um you know those are the two things like if i leave my house those are the things i take with me it's like phone 
phone wallet keys, necklace, yep. bracelet. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. And and there's something, so um, we actually just released our first study with Baylor and um, it was talking about anchoring items. There is real psychology behind having something that you that serves as an anchor point and kind of a connection point to somebody that's really important to you. And it's it's kind of a ritual that you get to create that, you know, every single time that you look down, you know, you get to have a moment with them, you know, and it's it's anchoring you back to, you know, just positive memories and, and feelings about that person in a way that if it was just an urn full of ashes that was collecting dust in the closet, you wouldn't get to have that everyday experience, you know, so there's psychology mm. behind that. <laughs> this is such um such a random question, but in terms of how you market, like if you're I'm assuming you guys do some form of like paid mm-hmm. advertising, Facebook ads, Instagram ads, maybe. I'm just curious, how do you guys target? Who do you target? So, I mean, the way that we really share Eternova is it's a very, we, we always say that it's not about us. It's about our loved ones because they have these unbelievably remarkable stories. And one of our fastest growing acquisition channels is actually word of mouth. So what we really do is you know, we find um, tribes within our customer base. And then we, you know, pick one hero story that I think is going to resonate with, you know, or we think is going to resonate with the rest of their tribe. So for example, if we have a really unbelievable, you know, military veteran story, or, you know, a, a cancer warrior, you know, we go and we tell their story. And a lot of the time, it's in a video format. And we just talk about what that made that person truly remarkable. And the connection that they had with their family. And, you know, it's pretty subtle at the end. That it's like, of course, this person earned a diamond, you know, with how unbelievable they are. And what we end up finding is that people just see their loved one's story, you know, in that video. And, and they'll be like, Oh, my God, that's just like my mom, like, wow, that's incredible. I want to do this for her, you know, or I know somebody who just passed a breast cancer. And like, they remind me so much of that woman, like, I'm going to tell her family about it. And so that's oftentimes how people will find us is, they see a story that resonates with them and then they talk about it. And then it's kind of that decision to come and and open the conversation up with us from there. Mm. That all makes sense. What about if people, if the person's significant other or their person, their important person, whoever that may be, has already passed for some Mm -hmm. time and there is no hair or ashes, is there anything that you guys can offer today or nothing today? So, I mean, we technically can do this from anything that contains carbon. So if there is, you know, we've actually had a couple cases where somebody had um, old articles of clothing of theirs that has carbon in it. So we would be able to extract the carbon from that and and grow a diamond from that. So it's really anything that would be carbon-based that would be meaningful to them we would definitely be able to do that. And then a lot of our customers will also even cut a bit of their own hair. If they had, say, a little bit of ashes, they could always put a little bit of their own hair in and have both of them together. Mm, that's awesome to hear and awesome to know. What do you think uh, Tracy would say if, you know, she knew that you started a turn of a... <laughs> oh, man. I think she would just be really blown away and really, really honored to get to know that she was her story is at the center of all of it. You know, I had that moment when, uh, cause we were on shark tank last year and, uh, getting to talk about Tracy on shark tank with the sharks and have her literally there with me in diamond form, feeling like we're objection handling everything together and, and all of that. Like it was definitely a moment for me and, and, uh, reflecting on how, how much she would have just loved that. And, uh, so yeah, I mean, I, I think that she would just be blown away that, you know, 
not all, like her fear of not leaving a legacy, like <laughs> definitely did not come true. Like we've, we've made sure that she is always being talked about. Mm, it's so awesome. I love the story so much. Uh, we can start to, to wrap this up. My podcast, Bits of Gold, it's all about facing adversity and building your dream life. Uh, with that being said, what would be your bits of gold on how to build a life you love? Great question. Well, I love your framework of starting every single day of like, you know, if if I were going to like, you know, just not assuming that you have this whole lifetime to, you know, accomplish everything you want to pack it in, you know, say yes, go do things. And I think if you do what scares you, you'll be so proud of the growth that you feel on the other side of that. Um, you know, your comfort zone is only going to expand as you kind of reach outside of it. And so if something is scares you, it's it's a call to action that you need to go do it and do it with expediency because, you know, you never know. You should you should always live, you know, with with that level of uh, of passion and belief and, you know, intentionality. Mm. Love it so much. Where, where can the listeners find you, connect with you, learn more about Eternava? Yeah. So, I mean, definitely check us out on Instagram. It's at Eternava, E-T-E-R-N-E, V as in Victor A. And we have amazing videos there. You can watch a lot of our loved ones' stories and they're just the best. My Instagram is Adele Archer, A-D-E-L-L-E, Archer. Um, so you're welcome to follow both of us. And then Eternava is our website, Eternava.com. Awesome. Well, Adele, thanks so much for uh, the time and coming on the show and hope many people can find you guys and, uh, you know, take home the most meaningful gift ever. Yeah, you're so welcome. (laughs) And and also just a small gift to your audience. Um, If anybody were looking to start the process or wanted to kind of pay it forward to somebody else, just use the code um, bits of gold at checkout and I will give you a free welcome kit. It's $100 normally. Awesome. Thanks so much. You're so welcome. hope you enjoyed this episode with Adele. I absolutely love what they are building with Eternova. As someone who lost both my parents young, you know, I would have really loved to have something like this around, you know, to be able to create a keepsake, to be able to create a special diamond that I could take with me, carry, wear, pass down in my family from generation to generation. As I mentioned on the episode, I have a bracelet with my mom's fingerprint and still to this day, it is one of the most prized possessions that I own. If you like this episode, please take a moment, share it with a friend, subscribe to us, Bits of Gold, and tag us on your Instagram story if you found this episode valuable, interesting, inspiring. With that being said, thanks so much for tuning in. I love your podcast, Bits of Gold, this is where it's at. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.